gentlemen, it's time for the uh, East End Report. Uh, it is uh, sponsored by the East End Auto Spa. Clients uh, near and far raving about the immaculate job the East End Auto Spa does. I mean, what they do on the vehicles, and especially in these times right now, you want a clean car. East End Auto Spa, 401 Montauk Highway, West Hampton Beach. Say hi to the owner there, Steve. Cares more about your car than his. That's the word on the street. Passion to detail. Passion to thoroughly clean your vehicle. Unchallenged. Full detail. Ceramic coatings, everything. East End Auto Spa, Montauk Highway. West Hampton Beach. East End Report. Rob DeViro. Sir, how are you? Jay, good morning. How are you? Uh, you know the date today, July 17th. Is the date July 17th, 1996, uh, ring a bell. TWA Flight 800 spoke about it earlier. Absolutely. Tough day 24 years ago, right around 8.05 in the evening. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was on, and it's interesting. I was out of town, but I'll never forget it. Never forget it uh, when I heard that news. Wow. Tough one. Yeah, it was uh, Bedlam uh, as they tried to figure out where to set up uh, a command post or, you know, what, where did the plane crash initially? Uh, at what point was it off Dune Road in West Hampton? Was it off Dune Road uh, west of there? It, it took a little while, and um, they pinpointed uh, south of Mariches. And, um, yeah, every year the uh, victims' relatives do a... Very impressive ceremony. They traveled to the big uh, monument put up at the Smith Point uh, Beach, and uh, they will always end it by putting a huge uh, floral arrangement uh, in a uh, in a little boat, and you know, just kind of you know, push it out into the Atlantic, uh, right uh, near that uh, area. But yeah, hazy, warm night, and. Um, you know, the cause always listed as the old wiring. Um, but, yeah, it's already, wow, we're, we're 24 years. That's uh, amazing that that's, we're at the 24-year mark with that. It seems like it was, you know, yesterday, as the phrase goes. Yeah, really, it was when my kids were so young. I mean, I remember being on vacation with my family, and I heard about it. It's just... Tough one. And they can't even do a real memorial because of the pandemic and everything else there. So it's just right. uh, just a tough, uh, tough day for many still uh, with families and everything. 24 years ago. And it seems like uh, it was yes. That's the third, by the way, folks, the third. I believe it's third on the list aviation crash wise of the number of fatalities. 230 people on board passengers as well as uh, crew members. Uh, so just. Uh, Tough stuff all the way around, but uh, good good job in your end pointing that out. Let's get to let's get to a couple of uh, situations uh, in and around, uh, my friend. Uh, let's get to the Paycheck Protection Program. The loans uh, heading out. I know dollars have run out. Talk to me a little bit about that. More than 116 million buckaroos sent out. No. Yeah, the, the North Fork seemed to uh, fare extremely well. Uh, you heard a lot of the stories where um, more than enough businesses did not uh, were not taken care of. 
but uh, the North Fork, uh, particularly Greenport, uh, most of them uh, somehow came through that situation uh, very well. Um, you know about, uh, really, from everything I've gathered, it really came down to which bank were you a customer of? Uh, one bank, uh, particularly Bridgehampton National Bank, seemed to do a very good job securing the loans for their longtime uh, customers. And, you know, apparently B&B was right on top of it. Whatever paperwork you had to file, they guided you along the way. Uh, it almost seems like a, like a slam dunk. Uh, where did you go? Which bank was yours? Um, and I hadn't heard anything on the East End as far as the South Fork that hadn't that was a problem. But um, I think for the most part the East End was was helped. I definitely know Patrick Village uh, was helped along with the Paycheck Pr- Protection Program. Um, so you have the awful stories. Those that didn't make it um, really were walloped, and now. Unfortunately, there's a little bit more of a wallop coming to the uh, uh, a little bit of a, a, a slight wallop, however you want to call it, with Governor Cuomo's new edict that you may now not drink at a bar in New York State, in all of New York State, by the way, not not just the city. People think it's New York City, but you're going to have to have food ordered at your bar area if you're going to be drinking alcohol. I'm pretty sure that is the new command released yesterday well you know listen uh he he put it out there a lot of people say here we go again the micromanager at work but you know here's the problem though Uh, for those who are abusing the system and by the way not only the patrons here i was thinking about this this morning it's about the proprietor also you know you got to keep things in check here you know you see people walk into your establishment and uh and being a little bit haphazard uh, in their fashion, as far as the coverings and whatnot, you know what? You got to step in. The problem is what we're seeing in other states. I mean, look at what we're seeing around the country right now. It's off the charts, right? So mm-hmm. you got to get a handle on it. You had a Fourth of July party in Holtzville that uh, had what twenty-two percent infection rate. You know, people are being uh, a, a little. You know, uh, let's let's put it this way: they're being sloppy. And when you be and when you're getting sloppy, you want to go back to where you were. Okay, you want to go back? That's the issue right now. So I have no problem with the edicts being handed out by the governor. No problem at all. People have to be uh, a preventative in measure, patrons as well as business owners. Got to do the right thing here. And if you don't, guess what? Three strikes and you're out. Listen, if, if you're egregious in sloppiness, you're going to be shut down. I have no problem with that warning at all. Just do the right thing. Listen, I'm all for opening up, having a great time, just distance, and wear a freaking face mask. That's all you got to do. Okay, now don't just three- go into a bar and start drinking with your pals, but if you're the business owner, you got to do something about that. Go ahead. Now, the three strikes uh, uh, was directed definitely only at New York City establishments. We don't want any confusion as to thinking, were there any Long Island bar restaurants? You remember the, the Hampton situation where... Uh, the governor said that he had gotten word that there were violations in New York City, but also the Hamptons, but it was never specified where exactly uh, in the Hamptons. We did hear about Montauk's situation, but that was about, uh, what, about 10 days ago, July 4th weekend. 
But um, as of right now, three strikes and you're out applies to New York City. As far as uh, grabbing a, a beer, you have to have... Uh, hey, let, let me just say this. Rob, you're right. Uh, it is within the confines of the city. Uh, but I'll say this. You know, if, you, if he sees upticks... In, in Suffolk County, NASA and Suffolk, you know, if, if the, the 4th of July, you know, you saw that little rise, that's going to raise a flag, and that will be a carryover effect. Okay, you get sloppy here on the island, he's not going to hesitate and throw that at you as well. So, you know, you, you got to be careful here. You know, you got to be careful here as far as uh, keeping uh, keeping this thing down, as far as the numbers. You know, you got to be very careful. Go ahead. In, indeed. Um, I guess so let's we'll get into to, um, let's the Riverhead. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead, Riverhead. Give me Riverhead there. You have the situation where the Riverhead taxpayers, you know, the recent resignation of the school superintendent, now former school superintendent, Aurelia Enriquez. So she uh, she stepped down um, almost almost rather abruptly i'd say I, I didn't see this coming i know that the that the district has uh, not uh, this the voters have turned down a bond proposal what in february or march that would have helped the school and the school budget was recently defeated um and as of now they're on temporary austerity until they do a revote i think it's sometime next week the revote is going to be the same proposal that was put forth that was rejected a couple weeks ago but it cites uh, irreconcilable differences between the, the board and Dr. Enriquez. Um, but unlike other disputes, um, you know, with other cases, uh, let's say Riverhead Town, you always know that the longtime supervisor, well, the one-term supervisor, Laura Jen Smith, and Councilwoman Jody Giglio, you know, they were always battling. Here, there was no open battle so when they when they say irreconcilable differences that kind of comes out of the blue now um the taxpayers unless the former superintendent gets a new post yeah. they may well be on the hook for nearly a quarter million dollars in payments to her uh, let me let me interject here because uh this superintendent has a lot of question marks, in my opinion. You know, the whole thing with the Charles Reagan incident, and folks remember that whole thing with harassment, sexual harassment, 17, 18-year-old girl at the time. He had, by the way, other uh, misgivings of his life uh, in other districts from way back. Uh, this was under Enrique's watch. Let's not forget that. And, uh, by the way, uh, a blind eye to... Reagan's activities, it seemed, from what I've read over the years. That's one. Two, you have a budget craziness going on with a revote scheduled for the 28th. Riverhead right now, the district, uh, in a shambles. So it is still under Enriquez's watch there. Uh, and then when I hear irreconcilable differences, that also signals a flag for me as far as, hmm, Something not right about that. So you wonder, as far as the other shoe to drop and the information to come out, as far as what is really going on in Riverhead. A woman who has a salary, by the way, that they are still embracing to protect and pay her for of 224000 plus. 
Okay, let's not forget that. She got a one lump sum here. She'll continue to be paid through next year, half through the year, I believe. So in essence, uh, there are a lot of questions here. Okay, a lot of questions regarding this superintendent. What is really going on behind the scenes there? And that's something that'll come out in the wash, I would imagine, in the next couple of weeks. Well, according to the Riverhead News Review, a stipulation in the agreement between uh, the former superintendent and the board, uh, it prohibits board members and district officials from discussing the dis these disputes between the parties that led to any of the differences between them and the Riverhead School District's uh, PR uh, firm says the board plans to begin, quote, a thorough search process to identify the best candidate to serve as the next superintendent of schools and adds, since this is a confidential matter of personnel, the Board of Education, the district, and Dr. Enriquez will have no further comments regarding this matter. So we would have to wait, I guess, eventually to see if anything more comes out about this and what exactly led to the sudden resignation. As the old news show Inside Edition always says, uh, their mantra, uh, there's more behind the story. There's certainly more behind this story, and we await that. You don't just walk away from uh, a, a superintendent's position uh, based on a budget that is uh, out of whack and a 2.21% increase on the tax roll. Something else is uh, a brewing here, uh, I can assure you, and we'll find out uh, hopefully soon. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's uh, where we, oh, let's go to the uh, the situation regarding nursing home visitation. Uh, our man Heppenheimer was on during the week. You heard that. Uh, I have been uh, crying out for uh, weeks uh, regarding visitation in the nursing homes. We see it in the jail cells for crying out loud. Uh, we see it in the group homes, uh, and why not the nursing homes? Uh, seniors need uh, need to love a little bit of a human human being in front of them. Do it safely. You can. What's the latest? Well, it's uh, it's it's uh, about to happen. I don't believe it. It has happened yet, Jay. Uh, it, uh, according to the Riverhead News Review, all the nursing home facilities must be COVID-free for 28 days for, before you can allow uh, any guests. So um, the nursing homes right now are still a couple weeks away from that. Um, it's likely that sometime August 1st uh, would be uh, the point in time where relatives of uh, residents of these North Fork and South Fork facilities can visit. Um, again, we know that this whole thing happened when coronavirus hit the area in March. Uh, everything got shut down. We know about the nursing home situation, you know, with the with, with the state, um, and just like uh, the uh, the phases that the governor has one, two, three, four. Um, no. If any there's any positive test among employees or residents, then you have to start back over. So that if, even if you're at day 27, unfortunately, you will be put back down in in day one. So, and all facilities that are going to accept visitors uh, must send their visitation plan to the Department of Health. Ah, the Department of Health. My goodness. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, they're scrambling right now, huh? Investigating them own selves, by the way. That's a good thing, huh? How the state's conducting this activity. 
You know, it comes down to the March 25th deal, allowing COVID positives back into these homes. They're scrambling left and right. No, but listen, there's an investigation, but they're doing their own investigation, which is absolutely silly. Uh, at this point, you need an independent to come in. I've said this a million times. Now they're coming out as if they really care. Meanwhile, you got 6,400 residents uh, who have died throughout the state. 1,700 plus here on the island, as far as our seniors are concerned, because of lackluster activity at the top as far as watching the store. They don't know how to go about themselves directing what's good, what's not good during this crisis. So, uh, in essence, that's what you're seeing right now. You're seeing a kind of a fumbling of which way to go once again. They're trying to be stringent in their approach where they have been anything but in the last couple of months. So that's the take I got out of this out of this thing. Yeah, and as one far as the that shouldn't be uh, overlooked is that of all the statewide fatalities, <clears throat> fully one fourth of them occurred in uh, nursing homes, nursing home residents. That's the way it is. What else we got on the docket here, my friend? Well, um, we mentioned before uh, the Riverhead School District, on top of the woes that they have in the past couple months, the town of Riverhead, not the school district, but the town of Riverhead is behind in its obligation to turn over school tax payments to the Riverhead Board of Education. Mm. Their deputy superintendent, uh, Sam Schneider, says tells the Riverhead News Review that this delay is causing cash flow problems. And this is a district what a that surprise. has a financial problem. And uh, like everyone else. is the only town in Suffolk to be behind in payments to the schools. I mean, is that just a derivative of what we're going through right now? And Riverhead always gets hit harder on everything anyway. There's no sales tax revenue. There's nothing. So, you know, where do they find the cash right now? That's that's the big thing. Where do they find it? I mean, I mean, look what's happening at, at Epcal, that disaster. As far as the tax rolls and everything else, there's nothing to occupy it. Therefore, what do you do? So, that, you know, it, it's kind of part of the equation. What you see at Epcal and the 3,000 acres and the Illuminati mess is what you're seeing here in trying to hand over the tax payments. I don't know what to say other than the fact that it's, you know, out of all, out of all the uh, school districts, in the, uh, out of all of the townships, uh, um, Riverhead, the school district is the only one that is waiting for its money from the town. Um, in light of the current... Uh, Graffiti and everything going on in New York City seems like it's deteriorated into lawlessness. Uh, would it just stay out that way? Well, you have only a graffiti incident, but it did happen in Southampton Village, where the Village Youth Committee um, suggested a, a, a wall. It's called an emotional support wall that was put up on July 15th. That night, it was uh, attacked, spray-painted with uh, a request that the Village Mayor, Jesse Warren, uh, step down um so you got that now and this was a pretty good concept you know uh, to establish by by the youth committee but nothing is uh, nothing is sacred anymore as as we have seen um i believe according to 27 each it said impeach uh jesse warren but there's been no uh there's been no open criticism of him so this this is another thing that kind of comes out of out of out of left field, but it just seems like, to me, this just seems like vandalism and let's just come up with something and spray something and put somebody's name on it. 
That's what it is. And finally, you know, I know you're a big sports guy like me. You got September 21st with the school sports to take place was to be uh, on the 24th of August. The problem here, you're not going to have any regional and state championship. We know uh, that is a huge issue for so many of these schools, especially out in the East End. I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, and I mean, listen, we've, we've spoken to various school officials throughout we were waiting for this to come down yesterday. It's a tough one, but at least you have an opportunity. Now, you wonder about wrestling and some of these real high-contact sports, but uh, they, they have a date, and they're going to take a wait-and-see approach regarding the numbers and everything else here. Yeah, um, I believe, according to Newsday, right, the high school sports season uh, will begin, I believe, um, it was supposed to start on uh, August 24th, right? I don't know if they play any football games then, but now September 21st will be your first date that you would see a high school football game. That's assuming that that even occurs at this point. Now, um, the Long Island championships are canceled. I wonder, Jay, if the, I'm sure, I wonder if this, though, means you can still have a playoff game here and there. You know, when you have the Long Island championships, that's usually where you go to either Stony Brook or Hofstra, but you still have playoff games that precede that. Well, what we do know right now is that September 21st will be your first date, and, you know, it's kind of hot anyway. So maybe this also, besides the COVID situation, helps prevent any kind of heat situation. And, um, hey, finally, there is a Psych Harbor chiropractor who uh, befriended uh, Jimmy Buffett along the way. Jimmy Buffett has a part-time residence uh, on Shelter Island, and he got to know him through the, uh, they both share a uh, love of surfing. And uh, he, the chiropractor, uh, Dr. Glenn Goodman, wrote a song called Hey, That's My Wave. Um, and Buffett liked it so much, he put it on his new album. So it's about how you used to have these secret spots that you could go to and, you know, perhaps go surfing. And Buffett liked it. He included it it's on his album. All righty. Good stuff there. You know, one thing about the high school stuff, I just don't get a good feeling about it. I'm not so sure in the playoffs. Good question there. I would probably indicate no based on how they feel about the uh, extra stuff, state uh, championship, regional stuff. I just don't have a good feeling. Uh, you know, I look at the landscape of college football. Uh, I don't know if that's going to take off. Uh, and, and I tell you, I, I got a I worse feeling every day regarding the NFL. I don't think they're going to kick off on time, September no. 10th. I'm looking maybe October 15th with fingers right. crossed. I just don't know how they – I don't see how you can how you can play. I don't – blood, sweat, and tears all over the place with football. It's a contact sport beyond – not like baseball, folks. Uh, even hockey, I have some reservations right now. But I, I just don't get a good feeling right now. I really don't. I mean, we got to see what the numbers are and everything else. But, man, I'll tell you. See, hockey, you could have those visors, you know, and you are in the ice. You wouldn't really become overheated. But speaking of uh, how, how are you going to, where are you going to play, how are you going to play, the Yankees are supposed to be playing the Washington Nationals in six days, but they, the Nationals Park is, will not be uh, available to them due to uh, COVID restrictions. So uh, they're going to have to scramble. They have six days to find a place where the Yankees are going to play their home opener Versus the Nationals, my two options are, um, uh, of course, you know you have a Long Island Ducks Park that is not being used uh, as a neutral site, perhaps. But what about Montreal, Jay? What if they just go back up to uh, 
play that series up in Olympic Stadium where the Nationals well, even from. Uh, you listen, they're having tough times in Toronto as far as what to do there because Canada, how do you do that? Canada has restrictions in place about heading into that neck of the woods. You know, I don't know how you fly. I mean, listen, it is a mess. I mean, as far as the Nationals, I heard Fairfax, Virginia. I mean, I'll tell you, folks, it is a t- every time you think you're going to get this stuff going, you get the roadblock. And, the, and the, are the are the red are the former the the team formerly called the Redskins going to go this season without a name? Like we're coming into eight weeks for the NFL season starts, <sighs> they don't have a new name yet. Well, uh, yeah, and and the Redskins got hit yesterday again with more fifteen uh, complaints on harassment. That's a hell of an organization to work for. Well, incredible stuff. <laughs> Rob's report. Uh, done and well done as always sponsored by the East End Auto Spa clients near and far raving about the immaculate job the East End Auto Spa performs on their vehicle and now more so than ever right you want a clean car and everything else East End Auto Spa 401 Montauk Highway they are in West Hampton Beach detail passion the owner Steve he'll care more about your vehicle Ben is on. Ceramic coatings, full detail. East End Autos by Montauk Highway. West Hampton Beach. Sir, you stay healthy. Yeah. And we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Good. Well done there.